When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in for Greeny on this Feel Good Friday. Greeny off promoting his book with Hembo um, and making the rounds and doing amazing things, so we are lucky to be filling in for him as he does that. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is our phone number. Hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN Radio, easy to remember, also at Jordan Cornette and at Shay Pepler. Hour two, that went by in a flash. We're back getting... Getting used to this radio. Getting reacclimated, yeah. We've been, what, a few months off from doing radio? Has it been that long? Yeah, I haven't been on radio since December. We had a child, so there's been some things. You've been on the radio a lot, though, with basketball going on and some hot takes coming in. Somebody's got to pay the bills in the courthouse. That's true. They're starting to stack up. (laughs) They're starting to stack up. Um, We're going to go back to the NBA in just a moment because we're going to be joined by our buddy Nick Friedel. Jordan and I worked with Nick in Chicago, so he's a dear friend of ours, good family friend. Um, But also he has got the pulse on everything that's going on in the NBA because the NBA regular season comes to a close on Sunday. Play-in tournament begins on Tuesday. So we are now – we thought like – I feel like the NFL season just ended. Now the NBA season is ending. So The NFL season never ends. I mean, what – the NFL just ended. The NFL never goes away. That's, That's 365. That is true. Um, so there's a lot to talk about here. And, of course, the big story that we were talking about yesterday or earlier today, I should say, is the fact that the Suns do beat but barely the Nuggets last night. Um, Suns right now are, are the four seed in the West. And the discussion is, do people want to play the Suns? Do they want to angle to try and play the Kings, who are the three seed right now? What's going to happen with the play-in tournament if we're talking about the West, with the Lakers, with the Warriors, et cetera, et cetera. And, Jay, I liked what you said earlier. Who cares who you play and when you play them? You still have to play them. Yeah, you, you still have to play them. What I would say is, man, would it be cool if we got Kevin Durant playing the Warriors at some point in these playoffs? I mean, what if that worked itself out that way? That would be a really fascinating one. But, yeah, at the end of the day, Shay, you can't worry about that. Celtics didn't worry about that. I believe it was a 2-7 series where they didn't shy away from getting the two of those Celtics because they were unafraid of playing the Nets. Not only did they play the Nets, not only did they beat the Nets, they swept the Nets, and they got to the NBA Finals. And that's the kind of team I want is one that says, no, we're not worried about how things shake out and what potential matchup we're going to get. We're going to have to beat great teams. To be a world champion, you got to beat the world. <laughs> I don't like the, the term world champion anyway. I don't either. NBA champion, you got to beat the best in the NBA. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. So I don't like that mentality. I do understand chess pieces of resting guys for a push and things like that, but you don't want to avoid anybody. Go out there and play. Let's see what Nick Friedel has to say about this as he joins us, our ESPN NBA reporter. On Greeny, as Shay and Jordan Cornette are filling in for Greeny on this Friday. Okay, Nick, what say you? Is it better to play the Suns early in the playoffs, or maybe hope that they, you know, get thrown around a little bit and you have to play them later on? What do you think? <laughs> Shay, first of all, it's great to hear y'all's voices and the fact that you had to drop in. Well, I had a baby. No, I haven't been on the radio. Since That's where I've been. I don't know. Is is truly classic. But uh, I am I am with Jay here. 
whoever you got to play, you're going to have to play them eventually. So just go right at it. And I can tell you, having covered that Celtics Nets series last year, there were a lot of people, myself included, frankly, who thought that with Kevin and Kyrie finally getting a rhythm going into that series, for as good as the Celtics were, the Nets would get them. Boston came in, and remember they won that first game uh, right at the end, and they started to gain confidence. That was the best defense I have seen any team play on Kevin Durant uh, maybe ever in a series. Boston got so much more of a boost playing them the way that they did, getting that sweep, and I think it propelled them through that run into the finals. See, and that just enhances the argument. That's why Nick Friedell is here. Great point, Nick, um, and, and your insight having been there covering it. Uh, staying with the Suns and staying with Kevin Durant, I just feel like this rhythm being developed with his new franchise here with the Suns is different than the rhythm he developed with the, the, with the Nets a year ago entering the playoffs. Culture is different. Uh, just the, the, the system, the identity of the group feels different. I believe that this Kevin Durant version with the Suns is the best version of any team in the West. Would you co-sign that, or is there still some question marks out there as it pertains to Phoenix? If it's me and you and I are walking up to the window, buddy, I'm taking the Suns. Yes, sir. Because I believe that Kevin at this stage in this environment with Devin Booker is, is ready to take this team all the way into the finals again. The only pause I have with Phoenix is that I don't know if they've got the depth that every team needs for a two-month postseason run. We're going to find out. I don't know how much Chris Paul has left night to night in a playoff push. We're going to find that out again because this, to me, feels like the last great chance that he's going to have at this age because he's not getting any younger. But I've watched that Suns team plenty in the last couple weeks. I was out there when Kevin came back. I think he is in a great place because that team is only focused about basketball there is no other drama going on off the floor they believe in themselves this team was two games away from the finals or to winning the finals a couple years ago and they believe in him having Kevin Durant on that team is like having the big brother protector on the floor they know they have the ultimate trump card for a playoff run and Nick, as he mentions the confidence in the Suns as well, I just went ahead, Shane, doubled our bet uh, for oh, the futures play there. Thanks, Nick, Nick, thank you very much. As, <laughs> as we talk about windows, my friend, I can't help but look at Denver and look at Joker and say, look, this is Joker in his prime, and it hasn't resulted in anything in the postseason. As you assess the Nuggets and this window that is shrinking there, uh, how do you feel about the Nuggets and just the franchise moving forward? If not this year, then when? I don't know. And that's the biggest problem that Denver's going to have because they just feel like that great regular season team with, with the Joker, maybe he doesn't win the MVP this year, but we all know what he can do. Do you trust any of the pieces around him, though? And that's been the question in Denver for a long time. Jamal Murray is back. He's starting to look like the, the guy that we saw before getting hurt. What is Porter going to give you consistently night to night? And is the depth there, just like the question is in Phoenix? But I just don't believe in the Nuggets as a team that's going to get all the way through the West and then beat, whether it's Boston, Milwaukee, or if there's a surprise in the East. I I am not buying that this Nuggets team 
can finally turn it on all the way because they've never shown the ability to get all the way through. You trust what what Jokic can do, but you just don't know about the rest of the pieces behind him. Talking to Nick Friedel right now, our ESPN NBA reporter here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Jordan Cornette filling in for Greeny on this Friday. Okay, again, we're talking NBA here, regular season and Sunday. Play-in tournament begins Tuesday. Let's stay in the West here, Nick, because there's two teams that want to avoid the play-in tournament for health, I will say, reasons. And one is the Lakers, who would have to win out, and then the Warriors would have to lose one. Now, the Warriors' last two games are on the road. Lakers want to be healthy for obvious reasons, but the Warriors could possibly get Andrew Wiggins back in the fold if they miss the play-in tournament as well. I mean, back in the fold, meaning playing more regularly and feeling more comfortable. So who is it more imperative for that rest and missing the play-in tournament? Would you say it's the Lakers or the Warriors? I think that the Lakers, Shea, would love, <laughs> would love to jump up and get out of those, uh, those couple games or that one game, whatever it would take. I just don't see it happening. I think the Warriors, especially if Mike Brown decides to sit everybody as is possible uh, later tonight in in Sacramento, all his key guys, I think the Warriors know that they've got Steph and and they've got a little momentum with Wiggins potentially coming back here at some point in the next few days. Uh, I think they'll take care of business. And I know there are a lot of people out there that look at Wiggins returning, and they say, oh, the, the Warriors, that's the team. They can still do it. Well, if you have Steph Curry, guys, we know they're always going to have a chance. But I would tell you is even if they get into the, the playoffs initially and they stay out of the play-in tournament, I'm not buying that the Warriors, who have been uh, just off all year since yeah. Draymond punched full, are going to be able to find the rhythm that they need. I for me, I put the Warriors and the Lakers uh, in the same boat because they are very talented up top. We know what LeBron AD is finally coming around in L.A. and being able to stay on the floor. But I don't look at either one of those teams as a serious threat to get all the way through because I don't believe that you can be inconsistent this long and then somewhere find it and go, oh, well, it's okay now and, and we've found our way. And that's saying – uh, something given what the Warriors did last year and given the fact that Wiggins is coming back. But I, I have not liked the way that team has come together all season. And it to me, it dates back to that punch in training camp and the group just never being able to find a way to win on the road. Embiid, Joker, Giannis. There's three people in that conversation for the MVP. It's, it looks like it's going to be Embiid. In reality, you could pick any one of the three. I wouldn't argue. I think it's – I've heard Greeny say on here he would go against what he's ever done and go narrative just because Embiid's never won one. He would go that route. Uh, nonetheless, at the four slot, I think it should be Jalen Brunson. He was not in the conversation but should be right underneath it for what he's done in New York. This team's probably going to enter as the five seed. They're most likely going to get the Cavs. I've just become a, a big New York Knickerbocker fan living out here now, but I always had to affinity for them is this a group that can win a playoff series in the first round i think they can beat cleveland jay i really, really do i i i watched the game uh, about a week ago between the two and jalen brunson went off for a career high i know that the donovan mitchell is a hell of a player and i know they are really excited about mobley and garland mm-hmm. and they should be the favorites and and they may well win that series, but my argument has been, having watched the way things have come together, that I would take the Knicks' future 
and the possibility that they can still land somebody else to go with Brunson and Randall and Crazy Tibbs running up and down the sidelines over what the Cavs have done. Because the Cavs, this is their team. And can their younger guys get better? Sure. And, and Mitchell still may have another level to go. But I just don't look at that Cavs team as a team that can get all the way through. I think Boston and Milwaukee are a cut above. Uh, New York is finding their way. And if they can keep that group together, get Randall back at some point uh, after the ankle injury, and then potentially add somebody else this summer with the pieces that they have uh, in place, I think the Knicks' future is bright. And I think they have a legit chance to win that series. I love it, Shay, and the Chicagoans in us both. Something gives me the warm and fuzzies when I hear Nick mention Tibbs and any potential successor. I just love it. It makes me feel good inside. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, I'm with you on that. Speaking of the Knicks, their next two games, uh, tonight they've got New Orleans in New Orleans, and then on Sunday they play the Pacers. Nick Friedel delivering the goods as always. Miss you, buddy. Love yeah, you, man. Yeah, we do. Nice talking to you, buddy. Miss you guys, too. I'll see you soon. All right, see you soon. That's Nick Verdeller, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us here on Greeny. Coming up, one person, pretty positive. He knows who the number one overall pick is going to be in the upcoming NFL draft. But the question is, is he right? We'll talk about it next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that 
grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. Greenie, the podcast. The 2023 NFL Draft. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Live from downtown Kansas City, Missouri. The NFL Draft is officially open. It all begins with round one, Thursday, April 27th on ESPN Radio, ESPN, and on ABC. With the first pick. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Shay Cornette, Jordan Cornette here filling in for Greeny on a Friday. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The NFL Draft, I've lost count of days, what, less than two weeks away? It's coming. Yeah, it is coming. About two weeks away, I should say. Um, and we've been talking for months, years, ages, about how this is such a loaded quarterback class in this upcoming draft draft class and now the wheels are turning quarterbacks one two five on down the line one quarterback is starting to creep into the first round conversation there's so much going on but the focus obviously heavily on these quarterbacks also in terms of baseball action because baseball season is underway it's right here on ESPN radio you don't want to miss the weekend turn in tomorrow night as the Braves host the Padres coverage begins at 6 30 p.m. eastern on ESPN radio and on the ESPN app and then you can tune into an NL battle Sunday as the Braves host the Padres again Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, and at 7 p.m. on your television screen on ESPN. Also, as a reminder, Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Okay, so again, number one overall pick, going to be a quarterback. But is it going to be Bryce Young or is it going to be C.J. Stroud? That's what I feel like the conversation is. But there is one person who believes firmly that the number one overall pick is a lock. Here's Chris Mortensen. Take a listen. What I'm hearing is that both Mel and Todd are going to have to change their mock drafts. And that Bryce Young is the pick. Yes, Frank Wright, connecting Frank Wright to C.J. Stroud in terms of the prototype of guy that he he's worked with in the past. They all love Bryce Young. I think I'll quote Adam Schefter, who said, this reminds him of when the 49ers moved up all the way to three, intentional to draft Mac Jones, and then changed their mind at the last minute and drafted Trey Lance. And that has not worked out for the 49ers. And I think the Panthers are on Bryce Young at the start and will stick with him when it's time to turn in that card. So, of course, the Panthers made the trade with the Bears a few weeks ago, and so they have the number one overall pick. And so Chris Mortensen is saying it's going to be Bryce Young. That's what he's hearing. He mentioned it. Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper Jr. both do not have him as the number one overall pick, but more have C.J. Stroud. And so from what I'm hearing, Jay, is the reason Bryce Young isn't isn't the lock that Chris Mortensen is saying he is is because of his size. If this was a guy that was, I don't know. If he was C.J. Stroud size at 6'3", he'd be unanimous lock. number one. Right. It, we wouldn't we would be talking about him like Trevor Lawrence. Like, he's for sure going number one, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But because of that, that's why they have a guy like C.J. Stroud in there. Do you think there's as many question marks, or do you think it's what Mort is saying? It's a lock. I don't even know why we're making it such a big deal. Well, I think, I think what is separated, and maybe what's caused, I guess, dissension here, and it's not unanimous, whereas I thought C.J. Stroud would be a leader. C.J. Stroud has is everything you're looking for. I think the biggest difference between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are two things. Uh, the one thing going for C.J. Stroud is he's taller. He's 6'3". Bryce Young is 5'11". I think what this comes down to is the dual threat ability. Both these guys are pure pocket passers in, in Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. 
escapability is something that looms large in the conversation. C.J. Stroud shows nearly a complete disinterest in trying to run the ball when plays break down for yardage uh, to, to, to pick up first downs. or to he, he can extend a play, but he never wants to advance the football with his feet. You look at the escapability, the ability to avoid the big hits, being extremely athletic, and being able to hurt defenses with your feet – That's Bryce Young, and I think when you look at where the league's gone, even guys like Patrick Mahomes, pure pocket passer, but can hurt you with his feet, uh, that is alluring because in the NFL, they're coming after you. You've got to be able to say, hey, I'm unafraid to run the football, but not only do that, especially at 5'11", like Bryce Young, but avoid the big hit, pick up those first downs, make them respect me as a runner to then break down that defense as a passer, and that's where Bryce Young has separated himself. I truly believe there are two quarterbacks that are going to make teams better in this draft. I'm not an NFL guru. I, I'm, not, I'm not a quarterback whisperer, but as I look at it, I say, give me Bryce, give me C.J. Stroud first. I still do like the 6'3", and I do believe he can learn to run in the NFL. I think you can grow into that because he's not a bad athlete. He's just not the athlete that Bryce Young is, but he's a winner. He shows his progressions. He throws a great he, – he throw, he, he's incredibly accurate. Doesn't throw the deep ball that Bryce does, but he's good at leading his receivers for yak opportunities. I want C.J. Stroud first, but right below him is Bryce Young. And I think both these quarterbacks are going to have very, very impressive NFL. Careers after that, the Will Levises, the Anthony Richardsons, uh, those are incredible risks. And an idea that Anthony Richardson at Ford, Indianapolis, that makes me shudder. Luckily, I'm not a Colts fan. Uh, that would make me worried. But when you look at these two guys, Shay, it's hard to believe that they're not going to be great in Stroud and, and Young. Yeah, I, I agree. To me, I hate when we do this about size, whether it's hand size or how tall someone is or whatever it is. I hate when we do this because it always pans out with smacking someone in the face. Like we always go back to it later on. Remember this stupid conversation? And in terms of like we had this conversation with Russell Wilson. Let's take this year out of the mix. I don't want to hear about how bad he was this year. But Russell Wilson has proven that the height of a quarterback truly doesn't matter if you're in the right system with the right weapons around you, in my opinion. Um, I'll say this, though. Whoever the Carolina Panthers get whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, they're getting a fantastic quarterback and one that can elevate that entire franchise immediately in a year, in a division, where they can have a lot of success. The Buccaneers have question marks at quarterbacks, and I've seen, I know McShay, I think now has them in a mock trade, essentially moving up to take Hendon Hooker, which is its own conversation in, in itself. You've got Derek Carr in his first year with the New Orleans Saints, which feels weird to say, but he's there. The Atlanta Falcons, yes, they have Marcus Mariota, and they've got guys there, but they, uh, Desmond Ritter, I was trying to think of who they drafted, last year but they don't want Lamar Jackson <laughs> exactly but they they've got question marks at the quarterback situation too and so the Carolina Panthers rebuilding new coaching staff new quarterback this can be a prime year for them to move forward regardless of which quarterback would you they take, take. Uh, I would take Carolina. I would take CJ Stroud. But now, I, and, you know, but what? I, if they take Bryce Young, I'm not like, what a bad. Pick. No, and, and you know what? As we kind of talk through it, I think there's another thing that's incredibly important here. CJ is a little bit more reserved as a leader than a guy like Bryce Young. And when you're top pick at the quarterback position in the NFL draft. You're expected to lead. It's always going to be a franchise that's going through rebuild, most likely a coaching change. Uh, it's going to be an uphill climb. Joe Burrow represents that for my organization, for the team I root for, not my organization. <laughs> I mean, Jordan chill, owns the chill, yeah, chill, Cornette. Uh, for my Cincinnati Bengals, it needed a leader like Joe Burrow that reestablished belief. He's the ultimate leader. Those guys have all rallied behind him, an incredible talent. I think Bryce Young possesses a lot of that, too, and that is alluring as well, Shay. You try to lift up a franchise from the ashes, and, and in Carolina, Maybe you feel more confident in a 
Bryce Young has that factor that can bring us and unify, fortify this thing and lift us up more so than maybe a more reserved guy like C.J. Stroud. If all the measurables are kind of similar, height being swayed one way towards C.J., but escapability and the ability to throw the deep ball more so in the favor of Bryce, what else are you then looking for in the checks and balances? Give me the guy who can lead a franchise because there's a lot that comes with it at the quarterback position, and that seems to be Bryce. I, I do feel like C.J. Stroud is just kind of going about his business. Like we've, You and I have talked more about him than I feel like anyone else has over the airwaves over the last few days because it's been all about Bryce Young, his size, could he be the number one pick, Hendon Hooker moving up draft boards, all these different things. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud, he's just not making the headlines. Like, he's 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 a boring dude right now, and I think that's great, especially for the Carolina Panthers who kind of need that. But is it, Shay? Like, if you're looking at C.J. Stroud, you're saying we got to identify the negative as we assess this whole thing. What are the main things that are quote-unquote negatives? He doesn't like to run the football. He's not a big ad-libber, and he's not the most vocal guy. Those are tough things to say, ah, we can overlook when we've got a guy like Bryce Young who is an ad-libber, who can escape, who is a vocal leader. Those things can be the separator. I think I just talked myself into going Bryce Young at number one over C.J. Stroud. I think it just happened. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. 
Earlier today on Greeny. My husband finishes covering college basketball. Day he returns home from covering the tournament, he gets a text that I'm on. I don't know why this person copied me. Hey, golf course opens tomorrow. Want to golf? I said, is this happening? We just get home from working and now the golf course is open? But I don't understand why you don't want to get involved in golf. Like, I'm very inviting. Like, I'd love to enjoy this hobby, this passion of mine with my wife. You have zero interest in coming over to my side, but I watch HGTV with you at night. You watch HGTV for 10 minutes sometimes, and it's usually right before we fall asleep to, like, turn off the brains. I just believe marriage is a compromise. I don't have... And things that I love should be things that you love. Much like everything that you like, I like. No. You dislike it, I dislike it. You don't like that person, I hate that person. You want to do this, I do this. What's happening here? This is Greeny. Whenever we fill in on these shows, they always bring back our arguments. Why do we really do are that? in love? I mean, we really <laughs> do enjoy do Zelda's company. Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technician Technologies Advisor today at 877 Ask Dell. <laughs> and I always look like the aggressive one, too. I mean, I, I don't really. Maybe don't that's a being, sign. I don't think this is depicting the <laughs> real me. Yeah, who is oh, making these rejoins? I don't get exactly. It. Why don't they focus on the positives? Exactly. What the heck, Cam? Cam? Uh, Greeny is on ESPN. You don't do Greeny like this on the show. <laughs> the ESPN yes, app we do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have Stacy and Greeny going at it on their rejoins. Where are we? We're on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker. I'm Shay Cornette. He's Jordan Cornette. Yes, we are in love, I promise. Um, but more importantly, I think we're all in love with the fact that the Masters is going on right now. From Augusta and uh, Michael Eaves, our Sports Center anchor, ESPN golf host, reporter, he does it all. He is live at Augusta He's covering crushing it with the, coverage down the 87th there. Masters right now for us. And um, as it stands today, here's the leaderboard. Brooks Kepka at the top, uh, 10 under, 3 under so far today. Mm-hmm. Only person with a double digit under so far at the Masters. Jason Day behind him at seven under, two under so far today. Victor Hovland has not yet teed off, but he's at seven under right behind them. John Rahm at seven under, and then Tiger Woods is at plus one. We'll get more into him in just a minute. Uh, Eves, what's going on? Hope all is well. Let's start with Brooks Kepka since you are there at Augusta. What is the kind of statement impact he is making so far today? Hold up. Before we can get to Brooks, we got to talk about this golf and marriage thing real quickly. Please, my preach. Advice Please. to you, young married couple. My wife and I have been together between dating and marriage since 2004. The most heated argument we ever had was coming off of a golf course. Okay. So, Jordan, be careful what you wish for in that regard. However, <laughs> however since then, she loves the game. She's into it more. Well, she's not into it more than I am. She talks about it more than I do. So it can work. I'm just saying, it's be rocking. careful when it starts. <laughs> that, that, that's free that's game right there, dog. Free game. Be careful. That is free game. He's spitting from Augusta. I mean, my man wears yeah. a bunch of hats. <laughs> and now he's a marriage go. counselor, too. Uh, okay. uh, as far as Brooks, though, Shay, um, he is not trying to be careful with the start of his round. Um, he's already three under through 12 holes. He has a birdie opportunity right now as he stands on the 13th. And he has the advantage of going out earlier than the other leaders that he was tied with entering the day because they're going to come out later. And at some point we're going to get rain today, but even what could impact the, the round more so could be potential of severe weather and lightning anywhere in the area. They're going to have to shut the course down. If he can go out there and post a score before those guys maybe even tee off. And then if bad weather comes, it's going to be harder for them, especially if it's windy, it's going to be harder for them to catch him. So when I was talking to him yesterday, he was well aware of 
his ability to go out early in the morning and post a score before the weather got in, and that's clearly his main motivation. If he makes this birdie here, he'll get to 11 under par, and that, that's four shots better than the guys he started against. Eves, I'm sitting there watching the wall-to-wall coverage yesterday on multiple spots, plus then, then over to ESPN, and I watched Brooks come off the course and do his interview with you in a clubhouse, and I watched that man talk to you, and I said, I feel like I'm looking at the 2023 Masters champion. I feel like he's got that look in his eye because he's healthy. The last two years – this guy was a, was a throwaway because he was hurt. Uh, and that knee was clearly bothering him when he was limping out there playing a season ago. Now he's healthy. How dangerous is he? Aside from, I know you talked about the weather and the posting of the score, but just the ability to get to Sunday, be in contention, and probably go take this thing because when he's in the hunt, that guy's at his best. Yeah, if you take out those last two years, like he said yesterday, he said, I don't even think about those two years because I was hurt and it was what it was. So we go back to 2019 – uh, he finished tied for second behind Tiger that year, and if he didn't, had not hit that ball in the water at 12, he may have won the green jacket instead of Tiger that year. And yeah. then you go back, and the other times, he won four times on the major circuit, right? So he was one of those guys that was the name that if you saw at the top of the leaderboard in the major, you'd probably be the most concerned with because he had been the most consistent over that period of time of either winning or at least contending. And you're right, Jordan. The look he had yesterday was much different than the last time I was talking to him here at the Masters, even the PGA for that matter. When he is confident in his ability, that just takes him to a different level. Like he, he, he looks at these golf tournaments, these four tournaments, the majors, way differently than he does the other ones. It's not as if when he goes out there he's not trying to win, but he is determined to win the majors, and he definitely wants his first green jacket for sure. And, yeah, he's a different golfer. Now, he won last week, and that gave him a lot of confidence um, – in terms of how his game was coming into shape, coming in here. And clearly, that's just rolling right into the first two rounds. Yeah, I chuckled to myself. I said, it plays perfect that he's a live guy stepping over to this thing because I, I know you dialed it back, but I feel like he just steps out there for the other tournaments, it's whatever. But he is laser-focused for these majors that he's allowed to play because they're not PGA Tour-owned events. Uh, going back to that weather, because it does loom large in the conversation, Eves, uh, you talked about the ability to post that score before severe weather comes. But say they're playing through weather. Does that benefit a certain type of player uh, on the leaderboard currently to maybe separate themselves because of how they strike the ball or their philosophical approach to the game? Well, it definitely it benefits the longer players, right? So if the fairways are a little wet, the ball's not rolling out as, as much, so you're going to have longer clubs into these greens. And then even if you're hitting longer clubs into the greens for some of these guys, the, the greens are going to be a little wet, right? So if you're John Rahm, if you're Cameron Young, um, even Sam Burns hits it pretty good. Those guys, they're going to have an advantage over uh, Jordan Spieth maybe and some other guys. Scotty Scheffler would definitely have an advantage as well, uh, just over pure length. But the real issue will be the wind. That, that is the most impactful aspect of the conditions at Augusta National is the wind because it changes from hole to hole based on the trees and the layouts and things of that nature. So usually when you have bad weather, you have wind that comes with it, and that's what could really make this golf course uh, extremely difficult later today. Talking to Michael Eve, Sports Center anchor, ESPN golf host, and reporter, doing it all, and he is live at Augusta covering the 87th Masters. Day two underway thus far. Brooks Kepka, just to update everyone, did hit a birdie. He's now 11 under, four under for today. Day two, he's in the zone right now, and in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Okay, you mentioned though Brooks Kepka being fully healthy this year, guys, and so Eves, I want to ask you, someone who doesn't seem to be fully healthy, at least grimacing a little bit yesterday, was Tiger Woods on 
some of those swings. Now he's at, I think, plus one so far. He's right at the cut line. Right at the cut line, right. So how do you think he's going to fare over the weekend? Does he make the cut? Do we see him playing? I don't know. And I don't want to cop out. I, the reason I say that, I just don't know what the weather's going to be. And he's, he, te- he tees off at 12.54 here local. And, again, they move the tee times up 30 minutes a day to try to get as much golf in before the weather comes. Um, if, if the weather gets worse, it's going to be much harder for Tiger to make the cut. There's no question about that. Um, and if he does make it, it would be 23 cuts in a row, which would tie the all-time record currently held by Gary Player and Fred Couples. And I know it's a record he desperately wants. But, yeah, he, he is limping. He will limp the rest of his life. And it is – it is painful for him to play golf at this level because he has to walk all those holes. And it's going to be that way for a while. And it's just a matter of how much pain do you get day to day? I mean, you guys have been athletes. You know, you know when you have injuries, mm-hmm. one day it feels this way, one day it feels the next way. You can never anticipate how it's going to feel regardless of what you do to get ready, whether it's ice, whether it's pain medication, whether it's wraps, braces, whatever. Your body is just going to be what it is that day. You can prepare yourself as much as possible, but you just don't know. So then his ability to mentally deal with the pain and then go out there and mentally focus on his swing. Now he's been one of the best ever to do that in any particular sport in terms of playing through pain, in my opinion. Uh, but he's 47 years old, and he's playing the best players in the world, and he doesn't get the chance to play much because he can't walk as much anymore. So you, you throw in all of that uncertainty, Shay, and I just don't know if he's going to make the cut. I really don't. I mean, I would love to see it. I know the, the – the people watching would love to see it, obviously, because of what he means to this event. But if he does it, yo, I completely understand. I've seen his leg. I know how bad it looks. And I know the kind of pain he's in when he comes off the golf course. But even yesterday, he was in a lot of pain. But he sucks it up because he's a champion and he keeps it pushing. Yeah, my favorite athlete of all time, Shay. You know in his household, we will root to the end, whenever that is for Tiger Woods. Hopefully it's not coming too soon. Uh, Sergio Garcia making headlines again yesterday. Uh, was very defiant in questions asked about Live Golf. Put it on the media. Said we're the ones asking these questions, making it a story when it's not. I took a little bit of issue with that, but greater than that, Eves, what's the temperature? Uh, you know, you've got a guy, a couple of live guys in contention at the top of the leaderboard is obviously Brooks Kepka. I know there's a brotherhood there, so it's not necessarily bad blood within everybody. But this is a, a dissension within the sport. Is there something lingering with the presence of these guys that'll clearly be in majors moving forward? Maybe. It, it, now it was always going to be less here. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to act the fool at the Masters. You know what I mean? <laughs> so n- nothing was going to pop off in that regard. And I do yeah. think, Jordan, some of that stuff is different player to player, right? Of course. Because Rory had issues with Patrick Reed and Sergio even before this stuff popped off, right? So, so and Reed different. came in with the live golf gear, right? I mean, just really right. leaning into the heel thing. Well, well, all of them did, though. All of them did. Uh, okay. It's like it's in their contract to wear – that oh. uh, their their team gear as much as possible, but they just didn't know if Augusta would allow them to wear it once the round started. So that was a little bit of the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Rory played a practice round with Brooks on Tuesday. Like they're still cool. Um, Tiger is cool with DJ still because they live e- close to each other down sure. at Jupiter. Now it's interesting at the Champions Dinner. Tiger only spoke to DJ of the Live Contingent. There were six guys in the Champions Dinner. The only person Tiger spoke to was DJ. Phil sat at the other end of the table and hardly spoke to anyone. Uh, I think Phil's like, he, he's embarrassed. He feels embarrassed coming back here based on some of the things. You know, he didn't come last year as a former champion, which is just unheard of, but because of all the controversy, he didn't want to make it about him and, you know, and not the Masters. That's why he didn't come. So he still felt a little embarrassed, I believe, coming back here. So he's been kind of quiet. But I, lingering going forward, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it has to do with, with all these court cases that still have to play out, yeah. lawsuits and stuff. Um, so I, I don't know, but 
if it goes one way or the other, it's at some point someone's going to feel some type of way, and that's likely when you, someone's going to say something that gets us back talking about it again, whether Sergio likes it or not. Hell, it might be Sergio who's one doing the sniping. <laughs> uh, all right, Eves, we'll let you get back to it before that weather does roll in at Augusta. Thanks for joining us, buddy. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of the Masters. All right, take care. See ya. That's Michael Eves, our sports center anchor, ESPN golf host, and reporter doing it all. He's UK's live. Finest. He's live and UK's finest. He is live at Augusta covering the 87th Masters for us uh, here at ESPN. Uh, Jordan has Brooks Kepka putting on the green jacket on Sunday, who currently is atop the Masters leaderboard, but that's today's kiss of death, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Um, that is right. Kepka hit a birdie recently, so he's at 11 under, 4 under for the day. He's at the top of the Masters leaderboard. And he's the first one to get out today and I do think that is a very interesting fascinating point made by Eves is severe weather may push through so you may get a guy with favorable conditions as the first of those three guys at the top of the leaderboard and Hovland and in Rom uh, the only one to get out is Brooks so he so but at the top tied at the top of the leaderboard so of those three it's Brooks that gets out there early favorable conditions can go low can separate himself and then maybe these other guys tied at the top of the leaderboard or up high like like you're mentioning other other players, they may have to deal with unfavorable conditions. That is a distinct advantage for Brooks Kepka. And for anybody that knows the game of golf, when Brooks is at the top of a leaderboard, he ain't Tiger Woods and Tiger in his prime where you go, oh, it's over. But this guy in his prime, when Brooks was up there, yeah, you were definitely nervous. He inf- he instills a little bit of that fear now that he's healthy, and now that he might have this advantage with weather, it might be Brooks's for the taking. And I did like that you heard from Eves mention long hitters can thrive in this type of weather, can deal with the wind and the adverse conditions. That is another guy who we got a couple shekels on, and John Rahm, I think that's another guy to watch out for as we enter into the weekend as well. Again, Masters Day 2 is underway. Eves told us they did move tee times up 30 minutes today to hopefully account for more golfers having better weather um, but Brooks Kepka at the top of the leaderboard right now and he's having a great day four under so far on the day 11 under so far as he sits atop the leaderboard. Coverage of the Masters starts at 3 Eastern on ESPN. That's wall-to-wall, full coverage. Obviously, Michael Eves will be a part of that as he just joined us here on Greeny, and I know my husband will be locked in. I'm hitting well. the links as well. I'll have it on my phone playing, obviously, on Plus, but I'm going to go play. Shay, sure you, you know playing like today? Caddy for me, maybe, Shay? I'm not caddying. I'm not playing. I have things But you're going to meet us at the course afterwards. I'll have it on ESPN starting at Bringing the kiddos to the course afterwards. I will meet you for a cocktail and some french fries. Uh, Fitz and (laughs) Harry is next. This has been Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Enjoy the Masters, everyone. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.